It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Welcome back to the Wolverine.com podcast, our video edition. I'm John Porton here with Tom Crawford, our man in East Lansing, the guy that holds it all together for the Wolverines up there. Uh, Tom, welcome back to the podcast. Holds it all together, man. That's uh, that's a pretty hefty job description up here. But uh, I'm, we're sitting here, what, in June 1st. You know what uh, summer means to me, uh, countdown to college football, you know, media days. And then uh, when that beautiful four-color hard copy comes out from the Wolverine, the preview issue, and you get all excited about that, and uh, then uh, camp opens and uh, college football opens Labor Day weekend. I cannot wait. Can I wait? Uh Speaking of that uh, football preview, I had a conversation today with one Olu Oluatimi, Michigan's new center. Oh yeah, yeah. No, we got to get that down before the season rolls around because everybody will be talking about him. Uh, The Michigan's new center, Remington Award finalist from last year, and uh, we'll but we'll be talking about Michigan football here. Briefly, we need to lead off with Michigan basketball, and that is because the word has come out that uh, you've got one player who is not going to be considering coming back to, to Michigan, and that's a little bit of a surprise because of, of the two remaining out there uh Caleb Houston and Musa Diabate. Musa Diabate was the one that wasn't uh gaining ground on the draft board. And yet we hear he is not coming back to Michigan. He's all done. Yeah, John, I mean we've been talking about that with Musa, you know, since February. And I mean, and, you know, from from my sources, I mean I I everybody said he's he's not coming back. I mean, this started in March and um, sometimes if, you know, you're going to rationalize anything, uh, you want to be in the NBA or you want to go pro, you don't want to go to college, you don't want to go to, you don't want to go to class. And I, I think if you survey a lot of the college basketball players of all levels, uh, in college basketball, do they like going to class? No, they don't like going to class work. It's, it's time consuming and you know, or at least, you know, in your own mindset, listen, I'm not going to get my degree. So, you know, why do I, you know, I don't want to put myself through this misery of having to, you know, prepare for class and things like that. So I, I even though I, I had a gut, you know, following my people I talked to that I, that I trust, um, I didn't think he was coming back. I didn't think either of them were coming back. And I know as we're, as we're taping this at one o'clock and full disclosure to our viewers of the Wolverine podcast, I think by the time some of you 
uh, will have heard this. Uh, Caleb Houston will announce uh, trick a lot that he, that he's going by. I call the NBA the MPA, the National Potential Association, and that's mm-hmm. all it basically is. Um, and that's what these they're leveraging these kids on. And what I don't like about it, John, like all about this stuff. We're sitting here at June first. The deadline's midnight. These kids are holding a program that gave them an opportunity for a platform to exercise their skill set um, hostage until the very last moment. If they have to say it has to trickle out, I that irritates the hell out of me. Yeah, I hear that. And yet, uh, given the process that they've been handed, I mean, I, I suppose they could announce – um on their way as soon as they they say okay i'm going to accept this uh this invitation nba camp that uh i'm gone but what if you're truly one of those guys that say i do want to hear from the nba but but i i don't know i might want to be coming back well caleb i mean not only you know he's not he didn't go to the combine you know, he's basically playing his cards like, I got enough feedback. I'm going to go, I'm going to go sit in the clubhouse. I finished my round of golf, in other words. I'm going to sit in the clubhouse and just let it let it organically happen. You know, because I, I think he's worried about going to the combine and then his stock goes down. Because all it takes, it's like, a, it's like in a, you know, it's like all it takes is, you know, to, if you're job hunting or you're looking for a spouse, it just takes one, right? It takes one to like you, one to love you, okay? Uh, there you go. And for uh-huh. some reason, he's got some some team in the you know that's in the top twenty in the first twenty eight picks of round one in the NBA draft later this month that that, that evidently is going to choose him, and that's all it takes. It takes one, one to love you, and you're good. And that's all. And that's seemingly that's what's going to happen to him. So given that dynamic, we're looking at a situation where, um, okay, you had two guys highly rated. I'm sure some Michigan fans were looking at this and, man, these guys are really going to make some runs in the NCAA and deliver some Big Ten championships, things like that. And boom, after a year where you do make the Sweet 16 after some real ups and downs during the regular season, they're gone. Now, next year rolls around, and uh, you are in the hunt for uh, the next Musa Diabate or Caleb Houston or somebody that is maybe a cut below, and uh, but but might be sticking around for two or three years. Does that factor into your thinking if you're Jawan Howard? No, if I'm Jawan Howard, if I'm any coach in college basketball at the higher at the higher levels i i look at every year uh, i stay in the moment i stay in the year i look at every year as a blank canvas like okay guys uh after the ncaa tournament finish we're starting all over we're starting all over you have to be in a starting all over mentality and you're constantly evaluating your personnel you're looking at the transfer portal. You're trying to anticipate who on your existing team is going to jump in that transfer portal. You're trying to anticipate on what on guys you have who are going to try to make it in the NBA. Are they going to hold out? Uh, are they going to come back to us, test the waters like Hunter Dickinson last year worked out and he actually came back two years? Are you going to have mm-hmm. that happen? Uh, it's constant evaluation of your personnel on a daily, almost hourly basis. I would not want to be a coach in college basketball right now relative to what it was like, uh, you know, 10, 20 years ago, much easier. And when you got NILs and you got 
teams plucking everybody. And this is not just college basketball. We went into that college football thing uh, and all the rant about that between A&M and Alabama. I mean, it's, it's crazy times in intercollegiate sports. And I think you have either sport, you have to look at every year as a one-year you know, one year uh, entity, okay? And so you were talking about, you just mentioned the term two or three years down the road. No, there's no such thing. That concept does not even apply to intercollegiate athletics anymore. It's stay in the now, what's up next year? All right, fair enough. I, I, would, I would say this, out of the three guys that were uh, out there as possibilities for the NBA, if you had to pick one that you got to keep, and that was going to make you an instant Big Ten contender in 2022-23, uh, uh, it would be Hunter Dickinson uh, just because of the size, that he's an established player down there. Uh, those other guys, again, you said the word potential and flashes at times, but, but not the kind of dominant performance that's going to carry you. So I think, you know, if you had to – if you'd have gone into this thing saying, okay, three guys into the draft, you get to you get to keep one, just about everybody would have said Hunter Dickinson. Well, yeah, because – and that's a great – I'm glad you broke, brought that up with, the, you know, contrasting the three. Because with Hunter, he went through that process, and we saw he got better this year in some regards in the perimeter, but he still has improvement. He's smart enough to realize he's got to improve his game. He's also smart enough to realize – He's not going to be the, the most athletic uh, potential player in the NBA. He just doesn't have it in his DNA, and he's going to have to find other, other ways of applying himself and be maybe perhaps a role player in the NBA where you can still make a lot of money. But the thing about Hunter, he was at least more consistent and a consistent contributor to this Michigan basketball team than, you know, Musa Diabate and Caleb Houston. I mean, there were moments Caleb would just, you know – He'd have back-to-back games when he had had, you know, maybe he had two field goals. Sometimes he had zero field goals. He'd, he'd get four or five bounds sometimes, turn the ball over. I mean, it was a nightmare for the most part with Caleb Houston because you're waiting for that moment of his arrival, if you will. A couple times it happened. He looked pretty good. I think it was uh, against Colorado State. He had a decent game, had some big shots. First round of the NC two way, but with Musa, whenever he got the ball in the post, yeah, he would get the flush sometimes and dunk it. A lot of times he get the ball knocked out of his hands. He turned the ball over. We saw that, and so as you know, banging your head against the garage door moments watching Musa. But um, regardless, both are, you know, once once again as we speak, I think Caleb's gone, but Musa's definitely gone. And uh, best of luck to him. Uh, boy, that was a short run with the Wolverines, that's for sure. No doubt. We'll see if he's uh, banging bodies down low in the NBA or uh, something else in the near future. And, and Overseas. Could, could be the same with Caleb Houston. We'll keep a close eye on that. We're going to fl- flip it over to football now because uh, we've seen that Athlon Sports has come out with its uh, all-Big Ten preseason team anyway and uh michigan well represented with 17 on uh on the uh units as a whole first teamers running back blake corum uh, left tackle ryan hayes defensive tackle mozzie smith and graduate 
level kicker Jake Moody. Your thoughts on uh, the guys that who were identified as uh, preseason All Big Ten first teamers for uh, for Athlon? Yeah, I like them. <laughs> Lloyd Carr say I like them all. <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, Ryan Hayes. Uh, sometimes you get a gut feeling about a a kid. Uh, I just think he's going to be maybe that Jake Long we've been waiting for. Who knows? I don't know. I just think he's got so much potential when you talk to people who's way smarter than me uh, about what, what he's accomplished uh, in his game and, and, and what potentially he could accomplish in his game. I, I just think he's – that's the one that sticks out in, in my mind. I mean, there's a lot of players. I mean, when you look at the two deeps, John, of this team coming up here in the fall – you see a lot of names, multiple, multiple names on both sides of the ball that have played relevant minutes when the game was on the line. And, and that adds to so much depth, let alone the incoming, let alone a few outstanding in, incoming freshmen who are indeed going to play right off the bat, one on, one on offense and one on defense in, in, in particular. And I, I just think that this is going to – depth is not going to be an issue for this team. It's just yeah. execution. Execution is the issue, though. I would agree with that. Uh, second teamers on the Athlon team, Donovan Edwards at running back, uh, Alusigan Oluwatimi there oh, at center. You need, and, you, need to, you, need and, to have, you need to train us how to na- say his name, John. Now, you did that with authority. I love it. We're gonna have we're gonna have some workouts. See, I'm I'm, I'm uh, you know I might I might have to train uh, Jansen and Karsh for their uh, for you their, will. For, I, I'm sure I'm sure they're more practiced than I am at that. But Zach Zinter <laughs> is your third guy. Here's okay. Here's something that I want to throw at you because uh, this is red meat for Tom Crawford. Uh, Athlon lists not only a first team but a second, third, and fourth. And on none of those teams, precisely none of those teams, <laughs> appears the name Cade McNamara. Now, I think, that that's, I think that that's a mistake. I think that the, uh, the Big Ten championship winning quarterback, uh, as he described himself quite accurately, um, deserves to be at least among the top four in uh, in the preseason all big 10 your thoughts tom crawford <laughs> well i'm laughing because i got in a rant on our te- our television show press pass with jack Ebel with rico beard and i and i was on i went on a little rant if you will i mean i'm just saying that what you know you know how i feel about the schedule for michigan i'm, I'm disappointed i do but the plus side of this schedule is this early on in you know those, those home games against the cupcakes of of the group of five opponents that michigan has J.J. McCarthy can have plenty of opportunity to show his wares, to show what he actually can do more than 20% of the snaps in situational quarterback situations uh, to, to potentially earn more playing time, if, if not the starting knot. And Rico went on his, oh, my God, you got kids. The guy took you to the big, you're like all these Michigan people, and you're like, stay out of our, you know, stay out of our sandbox, Rico. You fear J.J. <laughs> McCarthy is what I accused him of. Because I think in, in the bottom line is he has – he has more of a threat to the Ohio States, the Michigan States, the, the Penn States, than Cade McNamara. So I, I just um, – I, that, that's just how I, I feel, John. I, I know you are in the other – you swim in that other lane right next to me. I mean, we both want good things to happen, but you're, you're in a different uh, quarterback patronage than I am. 
Um, I just, I just see whether I'm educated or not, I just see an incredible high ceiling for JJ McCarthy. And if he had the opportunity, he will just uh, blossom this year and, and, and be an ultimate great quarterback for the Michigan Wolverines. Well, we shall see. He's overcoming that uh, sore shoulder and uh, absolute best of luck to him uh, working his way through this summer and into the fall. Uh, I, I am excited about the future for J.J. McCarthy, no question. I'm excited about his present uh, for the Wolverines. I have zero against this young man, but I do maintain, as my very large friend, Doug Skeen, uh, <laughs> likes to say, that if you – here's how he framed it. If you uh, can run the football and don't throw it to the other team, you're going to win a lot of football games. And I get the whole um, okay – but with the feet and with the, the arm strength and everything, J.J. is a very, very attractive quarterback. I think he's going to be a great one. Uh, I do not think it at this point it's time to, uh, to try and shove Cade McNamara aside. But If I could interject on what you and Skeen, you know, and I, I understand what you're saying, okay, mm-hmm. and he's saying, the big fella. However, I mean, I, I think that works for 11 of those opponents, except Ohio State, that, that 12th opponent. And that 13th opponent potentially out there, if you have high aspirations of your team not only getting the CFP, but winning that first game and getting to the title game, and even, God forbid, winning a national championship for the Michigan Wolverines, it's you can't have – a serviceable quarterback where you don't throw it to the opposition and you have a good running game. I think you're going to need much more dynamic play out of your quarterback than what you guys describe. Mm-hmm. Well, two things in response. Uh, I, I, I think <laughs> certainly Cade McNamara proved that uh, you can beat Ohio State with him at quarterback and did so last year. Two, um, I, I don't – you know, I when I say this it, or, or repeat what Doug said, it sounds as if I am a saying that that, that Cade McNamara has no uh, uh, real upside throwing the football. I don't believe that. I think that he demonstrated at times that he can unload downfield, like he did uh, against the Buckeyes a couple times. And it also makes it sound like, well, J.J. McCarthy is is going to be interception prone or some such thing. Yeah. I don't I don't necessarily believe that either. But what we have is a demonstrated quarterback who can uh, who last year was was a Brian Greasy type in terms of uh, very low interception totals, running the show, great recognition. Um, on on what to run, where not to go with the ball, where to go with the ball, all of that. So, and and I, you know, I never want to come across as denigrating JJ McCarthy because I just think this kid's going to be a, a terrific quarterback as well. So I, I'm, I guess, mine is more of a, a devil's advocate against those who say it's got to be JJ and it's got to be now. Well, no, I, I don't, I don't look at you of putting down JJ at all. I, you, you know, you're, I've never accused you of that, John. But I, I just think he needs more opportunity. And this is where I, this was my premise on, on the show the other night was this schedule allows, uh, where it's not just situational thing where he's only going to get a few snaps in the fourth quarter, 
uh, you know, throw some, you know, some Hail Mary to Dalen Baldwin at the end. Ah, see, ah, see, ah, but I don't know. I want him, uh, ex, you know, engineering the offense for uh, several series in a row, which we truly haven't seen. We've only seen this, uh, hey, oh, here, you know, hey, here's our guy, J.J. McCarthy. Oh, oh, next play, he's coming out. And how do you get any continuity? How do you get any flow? How do you get any rhythm? As they always talk about rhythm as a quarterback when you're having that type of uh, erratic participation. So is Tom Crawford ready to uh, advocate for the Brady-Henson split early in the uh, 2022 season? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, give that. I mean, against those group of five teams. I mean, let's see what he. Let's see what the young man has in year number two. Okay, just and then I always thought the whole line of thinking was you compete for your job every day in practice. Okay, you have to prove it in practice every day. You just don't assume it's my job. Oh, I got the starting now. I'm in the program here uh, for game one against Colorado State, so I'm I'm good for the year. Uh, it doesn't work that – it shouldn't work that way. I don't think it does work that way. Uh, I hope the hell it doesn't work that way at, at Michigan. Jim Harbaugh says you rent the position. We will see how it all – who gets the most uh, rental time uh, this season. Finally, before we let you go, we got to mention baseball. Uh, certainly the Wolverines come up big at the end of the season, win the Big Ten tournament, knock off – Rutgers, and they find themselves in the NCAA against Oregon on Friday. Yeah, full transparency admittance right here. It's the first college baseball game I literally watched in its entirety <laughs> was that game against Rutgers uh, after Michigan uh, at the tail end of the Iowa game, that second game when they blew out the Hawkeyes. So I was all about Michigan baseball because Michigan Michigan's all about Big Ten championships. I think they've had 16 Big Ten titles now, some sorry, even tournament titles uh, in the last uh, year, or since, and 21 to 22 combined. So it's just amazing. No, I thought it was when you beat the, you go in there with no assurance of getting the NCAA tournament with the exception of winning it all, and you beat the top four seeds to win it all. Uh, that's that that that's crazy, crazy accomplishment. And for Eric Bakic, I, 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 am, I, I am so happy for that team. And, and now they get to, I guess, they go to Louisville now to, to start, to, you know, re, or the, you know first uh, round play. And, uh, you know, they're playing with house money. They had no expectation. These are the kind of teams that people worry about playing uh, when, you know, they, they sneak in there and they're loose as a goose. And uh, maybe Michigan will make a decent run. They have definitely earned their way. We'll uh, keep a close eye on them. Uh, talk about the, the results there next week and continue to keep our eye on the NBA and uh, the Wolverines that uh, may be headed there, along with football. That's our constant. Tom Crawford, great uh, having you with us. Appreciate your uh, contributions and your effervescent take on all things Michigan. With an enthusiasm unknown to mankind, right, JB? You and I both, thank you so much for having me on, uh, JB. It's truly an honor. 
Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.